Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now, come in this is the Rich Eisen Show with guest host Mike Hill. I don't understand the devaluation of the running back position. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. The Vikings, in my mind, are not a better team the minute they release Dalvin Cook. And in the NFC North, guess who's up? Hey, Detroit Lions. Earlier on the show, senior writer for The Athletic, Joe Varden. Coming up, author TJ Newman, Fox Sports NBA analyst Jim Jackson. Actor and comedian Guy Tory. And now, sitting in for Rich, it's Mike Hill. That's right, hanging in uh, for Rich Eisen on the Rich Eisen Show on this Friday. Mike Hill hanging out back again for the first time in a long time. Hope to come back again soon. One hour in the books, two more hours ago. Uh, yeah. Once again, uh, TJ Newman coming up on the show. My friend Jim Jackson and uh, Guy Tory are both coming up in the 11 o'clock Pacific hour as well. We was talking about uh, Nikola Jokic uh, right before the break and saying uh, about his play not being memorable in, in 20, 30 years maybe, even though he's going to be a top five center of all time. People won't be throwing his name out there as one of the top players of all time only because – you can see what he does on the basketball court, but because his personality isn't memorable or it's a little bit boring, people will just kind of forget you a little bit. So uh, shout out to the people that are listening. I love it when I get tweets. Uh, Mile High Greco, I don't, you know, he hit me a tweet. He said, no way you would say Jokic is boring if you played in L.A. or Boston. It's just because he plays in Denver. The Denver fans are sensitive, Mike, I will say. Be careful. It's the thing. I care about uh, you. Hold on. <laughs> Denver, Denver fans are sensitive. L.A. fans are sensitive. Laker fans Laker fans are really – most fans are sensitive. I get it. I understand oh, that. Yeah, Cowboy fans are sensitive. Hey, it's your team. You can't talk smack about somebody else's team. It's almost right. like if you know you got a badass kid, if you got a bad kid – <laughs> you can say what you want to about your about kid. About your own kid, right. Uh, but nobody else better say anything about your kid. You know what I mean? Right. Don't talk about my kid. I know my kid is bad. Yeah. I know my kid gets in trouble all the time. But that's my kid. You can't talk about my kid. Sure. So when it comes to their team, yeah, they can be critical of their team. And a shout-out to you know Denver getting into the NBA Finals. With her. What I was saying was, and it's true, to be honest with you, because if he did play in L.A., Say Jokic played alongside LeBron James. Oh, that wouldn't be fair. Think about that. We don't need that, TJ. Uh, but, but, but he would, he would, he would, he would, he would probably be a household name. 
You think Paul Gasol was a household name before he played for the Lakers no, and Kobe Bryant? Paul Gasol in Memphis? Yeah, no. that's what I'm saying. No, no, no. You know what I mean? Paul, and I love Paul Gasol. Paul Gasol, the Hall of Famer. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he won championships with the Lakers. But it's like, okay, was he a memorable guy? Was he that guy that people was going to, oh, I remember Powell. No, when you're with the Lakers, with the Celtics, when you're with the Knicks, obviously, if you're there and you're a star, you're going to be known. People are always going to remember. But once again, we're talking about transcending and not just NBA fans. We're talking about becoming, like, once again. A household name. That Steph Curry is known. LeBron James is known worldwide. Giannis, maybe just because he's he's the Greek freak and people know him by the Greek freak. He's known. People know who that is. Jason Tatum's getting there, but maybe still not known. Needs a breakthrough. Needs Needs that breakthrough. Needs to win a title. Yeah. But these people are known. These are like people who transcend sports and cross over. And become these household names. And I think as great as Jokic is, and he's phenomenal. He is phenomenal. Once again, you think about it, man. People like top 10 all time. Top 10 on blah, blah, blah. Jordan, LeBron, Magic, Kobe, you know, uh, Wilt, maybe Green, blah, 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 blah. People forget about Tim Duncan. They do. And they shouldn't forget about Tim Duncan. Absolutely not. But they forget about Tim Duncan only because he played with the Spurs, which a lot of people are comparing the Denver Nuggets to the Spurs teams that won the championships with Tim Duncan and Tony Parker. They're even comparing Tim Duncan and Tony Parker to Jamal Murray and Jokic right now, in a sense. They play great basketball, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying it's a shame, in a sense, that – Part of being memorable is that swagger, man. Part of being memorable is having that personality. Magic Johnson, personality. Sure. Yeah. Love him. Personality Person- plus. Personality. Plus, big smile. Great. Do all that. Hey, Magic. You know, it's showtime, baby. Showtime, baby. Personality. LeBron James is seeing him because he's just so great, so tremendous. We've been talking about LeBron James since he was in high school, and he's got a personality, and he's, he's outspoken. He'll speak up on things. Yeah. Kevin Durant is, you know, surly. But still, it's part of a personality. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's still, it's, it's the Joker's like, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, nothing wrong with that if that's what you cool. want to do. Just a cool stat. John Stockton, no personality. Zero. People don't remember that. You know what I mean? It, and, and, and once again, I know sports fans are going to jump on. It's like, well, we remember them, and that's what matters. But I'm talking about, like, to cross over, transcend, be that person that my mom knows about. If I'm talking about Jokic right now, hey, mom, you know who the Joker is? You mean uh, Batman's arch enemy? You know, like, <laughs> right. it, Jack Nicholson or Heath Ledger? Which one are you talking yeah, about? Yeah. <laughs> has no idea who I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? So... That's what I'm talking about when it comes to Joker in some commercials. We need him in a movie. Right. Like Trainwreck 2 with the Joker. This, this, I don't even know if that's what he's interested in doing. Probably. But we, people know who, uh, Boban. Boban is. Boban got personality. Boban, commercial. John Wick. Come on. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. This, Nikola Jokic is a two time MVP. It should, name one national commercial you, you've seen Jokic in. I, don't know. Have that. you seen him? Have you seen him endorse anything? No, I don't think so. A two-time MVP could have been a third. What five-time All NBA, six-time All NBA, six-time All Star? Never seen him in a commercial. Once again, maybe he just wants to play basketball. Yeah. And I get that, and I understand that. But I'm just talking about man. It's going to be a shame 
that in 15 years when he's retired and then 20 years, we, we'll, we'll replay his highlights when he goes to the Hall of Fame. Sure, and, he'll, be you know, at, he'll be on the All 100 team. All 100 team, yeah, one, All 100 team. Yeah. Uh, they'll replay the NBA Finals when Denver goes back in yeah. 10 years or whatever. Hey, you remember this? And you know, they'll see the highlights. Oh, man, remember? You know, Jokic, oh, my God. How great he was, whatever. And heaven forbid any kind of injuries because mm-hmm. that will make you really fall off. Yeah. You could be great one month. Steve Nash, two time MVP. How many times people bring him up as one of the greatest point guards of all time? Man, yeah. Unfortunate. I love yeah. Steve Nash. Unfortunate. And I love Steve. And Steve Nash got a little swagger to him, a little personality. Oh, he got it. Yeah. Steve Nash was Joke, that dude. Joke yeah. in a weird way, like a Bill Walton type, like the way they play. Bill Walton was a little more post player, obviously, but. But we Bill know, Walton got personality. Yeah, we know Bill Walton is the announcer. Crazy, yeah. boisterous. Says, yeah. says whatever. Yep. Says whatever. Says whatever he wants to. That's what I'm saying. Is yeah. it, 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 yeah, all of that plays. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, Bill Walton. I remember I, I uh, first time I met Bill Walton, Bill Walton came on the set of ESPN, and I had a list of five questions for a seven-minute interview with Bill Walton. You know how many questions I got through? Half. Half a I don't even think I got the question <laughs> hey, out. Bill, how's it going? <laughs> it was like the great Bill Walton. And Bill and I uh, started talking. And yeah. I'm like, hey, thanks, Bill. <laughs> Mike, we're here. You're there. I love life. You know what I think Joker needs, right? He needs a little penny type doll. He was a little joker, just a little doll that he can, you know, you, you have him do the commercial. He can do, we find some comedian who's funny and have him like a little joker. And then that, that little doll, much like little Penny, could be the personality. And that's how we get Joker over. TJ's a genius. TJ is a genius. It's almost like, you remember that skit on Key and Peele? With Obama? Yeah. <laughs> with the handshakes? <laughs> the handshakes? Yeah. It was not the handshakes, uh-huh. but the one where well, he was like, he had the 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 the, uh, the the guy was acting like what the, Obama inter- wanted to say. Yeah, interpreter. the interpreter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the interpreter of what Obama wanted to say. Maybe maybe if they got like little Joker dolls, like little Jokic dolls or whatever. Yeah. Let and Chris it, Rock do the voice like yeah. he does a little penny, you know, little Joker. <laughs> that is incredible. That is, idea. I like that. That That's is a, genius. Denver Nuggets, TJ, right? I mean, like, uh, whoever is marketing right now for Nicole Jokic, I don't know who's marketing for him, but (laughs) they need to get on their job. Little Joker, man. That's a a genius idea. And then he could talk talk all the trash that that Joker won't talk, you know. And And say it in his native language so they wouldn't even know what he's talking about. (laughs) Have him ride ride one of those Rob Deerdeck mini horses. Oh, man. Shout out, Big Rob. Yeah, man. <laughs> Shout out. That's little, awesome. Little Joker. Yeah. TJ uh, uh, Newman's coming up, uh, author, Drowning the Rescue of Flight 1421. It's an uh, interview that Rich actually did before he left. So you're going to see Rich back. He, he's, where is he on vacation? Vacation. Rich is going to Europe. That's what's up, man. Oh, yeah. I've never been to Europe. I think, did you see, do you watch Ted Lasso, Mike? I have not. Not in your realm yet? I have I think not. We posted a picture outside of uh, the famous restaurant in there, the, the Taste of Athens. It's actually an Italian restaurant. Rich posted that this morning. Oh, is that where that was? He's, he's already there? He's in London first. Yeah, he left yesterday after the show. First yeah. thing, smoking. Wow. Yeah. Yesterday afternoon. I mean, because you got to go to the East Coast before you get over there. Oh, yeah. So, like, he, I yeah. remember he was on the show yesterday. He, he was like, like a three, eight, 3 o'clock flight. London. See ya. Wow. He, so he was like, the airport's like right around the corner. He's so like, he was like left here and went yeah. right to the airport. Like, see you guys. Like Shaq. Peace. I got to go. I ain't got to go.
I gotta get up out exactly. of here. It's time to go. <laughs> no, it's time to jump it. It's time to get up. And make sure it's broke. Um, <laughs> we're gonna, um, a little bit later, I want to talk a little NFL because uh, unlike TJ, I got one college football team. Oh, here you go, Mike Hill. I'm an Alabama Crimson Tide fan. my man. Mac, Mac Jones is your quarterback in New England. Mac Jones! Jalen Hurts getting this money in <laughs> Philadelphia. Uh, Sirianni, Sirianni came out today. He said he's the most coachable player that he's ever had. It's awesome. I, I think he's going to be have another great season. Bryce Young, though. Taking QB1 reps. Bryce Young. With Carolina. Elevated the QB1 for Carolina. Watch out for this kid. I'm gonna tell you right now, man. You I like Bryce Young. You think he's gonna I'm be a, the truth of the NFL? I, I love. I wish Bryce Young was my fan. Uh, I wish he was my son. <laughs> I, I, I wish. I wish. No. I, not only do I wish Bryce Young was my. I wish Bryce Young would marry my daughters. There you go. Both okay. of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you'd have to. They'd have to move to Utah. If that were the case. I don't care. <laughs> I'll make it legal. I'm like, hey, Bryce is Bryce. Y'all need to share him. He's good. I love Bryce. And not man. The, I love smart players, man. Yeah. Right. I just Bryce Young is smart, and I I'm not surprised by that move with Frank Wright to elevate him to QB one. I mean, he's going to be, as long as he's, this is big, stays healthy. Obviously, we saw that with Tua. How about the Alabama quarterbacks lately, man? Having a little run. Having a run. If Tua can stay healthy. But Bryce Young, I'm telling you, out of all those quarterbacks, man, Bryce Young is going to be the truth. Because he knows what to do with the football, when to do it with the football. He knows when to run. He's not a, a running quarterback, but he can run. He's always looking down the field. He's just smart. He, it was rare in the two years that Bryce Young was the starting quarterback for the Alabama Crimson Tide that I saw Bryce Young like, "What are you doing?" I, I, I don't. I may have said that maybe once in the two full seasons that he played there. Of course, winning the Heisman Trophy two years ago, and I actually had a Heisman ballot this year, and I picked him third this year, even though he missed some games because he's just that good. He means that much to that team. And, and and I got in trouble because I said something on Twitter, like he didn't he didn't have any wide receivers like he had you know in years past you know yeah true he had no wide receivers wide receivers weren't stepping up mm-hmm. he had a pretty good tight he obviously had Jameer Gibbs in the backfield and Jameer Gibbs is a weapon but man if you really looked at it Jameer Gibbs didn't even really play a lot of times on third down even though he's a third down back too because of pass protection and he had issues in that but Bryce man despite the leaky line. Despite not having wide receivers to throw to, Bryce made all the right plays. And that's what I want to see out of my quarterback. If you have a quarterback, whoever your whoever your team is, how many teams you got, TJ? No matter how many quarterbacks <laughs> and how many teams you got, you want your quarterback. One, to- Mike Hill, NFL, one. Well, we were talking yeah, about college, talking about college okay, TJ. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, you get, like don't six. Even, what are you talking about? Like, I, mean, I don't, I I don't understand how you can be a Penn State and Pittsburgh anymore. fan, too, yeah, and then Florida yeah, State. You know, like that. that I, I was with you for a second, bro. I was like, and then because you explained it all, <laughs> like I was born here, and then we went to games here. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then I saw Florida State, and I saw Deion Sanders with his Jerry curl. It was wet, but it was really dry. You know, on on Sports <laughs> Illustrated, and I became you know primetime. That did it. That was it. Just so straight. I still don't get it, man. That 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 makes. Anyway, back to my point. <laughs> you want a quarterback 
on your team that's going to make the right decisions. I don't care how great, like Josh, who's a Bills fan here? Anybody a Bills fan? Uh, actually, Mike Hoskins in the back. Yeah, Mike, uh, Bills yeah. Fan. Our, our producer, Mike Hoskins, uh, he, he's, a, he's a big Bills fan. And, you know, there, he's, he's going to be on uh, the cover of uh, Madden this year. Led the league in interceptions last year. Yeah. Trying to do too much. And there's nothing wrong with trying to do too much. Like, I like, I like gunslingers. Don't get me wrong. I like, I, I'm wrong. I like Brett Favre and guys like that. I don't mind every now and then throwing an interception if you're trying to make something happen. Big Ben, who used to hold on to the ball too long, trying to make something happen. Josh, trying to make some things happen. I like that. But at the same time, there have been so many times where I've seen you, especially in the red zone, in critical situations, Man, make the right play. Bryce Young makes the right play. He's going to be a superstar in the NFL, and he's going to be a multiple-time pro bowler and an all-pro. I guarantee it. Lock it in. TJ Newman, author, coming up next with Rich right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed T.J. Newman here on the Rich Eisen Show, and we are back here on the Rich Eisen Show radio network. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. The New York Times best-selling author of Falling is out with a new book of where you can get all your books right now, Drowning, The Rescue of Flight 1421. The author right here in the flesh, right here in studio, T.J. Newman. Good to see you again. I just chatted with you over the Roku audience. I couldn't be happier for your success. It is pretty amazing, your story. Let's talk about your story a little bit here. So you've always wanted to write books. Is that the way it's been since you were 
uh, a little girl growing up in Arizona, pretty Absolutely. much? Absolutely. Really? I was a lifelong reader, a lifelong writer. Uh, my first sort of creative pursuit that I went after was theater. I studied theater in college, and then mm-hmm. I moved to New York. Yep. And did the whole, you know, starving artist, try to make it, go to auditions at 5 a.m., and then your, you know, your restaurant job that night. Yes. And after a few years of... Um, not doing anything, uh, not getting anything. Uh, I left and I moved back home to Phoenix and I moved back in with my parents and did the whole, you know, mid 20s, living in your childhood bedroom. What do I do with my life now that I have a degree in musical theater and the theater community just told me I wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. And that's when I got a job at the local indie bookstore up the street. Mm-hmm. And that is when my dream of being a professional writer really became a concrete goal. And so, how did you work towards that? I started writing at night in secret in my bedroom. I didn't tell anybody I was doing it because I just come off of this, you know, embarrassing failure of not getting my dreams. So Mm -hmm. I started writing um, in secret and didn't tell anybody. And then I left the store to go become a flight attendant. Mm -hmm. My my mom was a flight attendant. My sister was a flight attendant. We call it the family business. Okay. And it was there that I had the idea for my first book. And that's when kind of all the threads started coming together. Okay. So let's talk about this. You are a flight attendant and you come up with an idea for a book on the plane, like during your job. Yeah. That's where you came up with the idea for falling. Yep. Essentially for for both books. But my first book came to me on a red eye. Um, Mm -hmm. I loved working red eyes um, and I was flying LA to JFK and I was standing at the front of the cabin, sort of looking out into the plane. It's dark and it's quiet and it's cold. It's a red eye. Everyone's asleep. And I have this thought, you know, that their lives and my life and all of our lives are in the hands of the pilots. Yes. I've had that thought many times. It, it's fairly obvious. Yes. It's not really exactly. No, but, but it is it is um, a significant amount of responsibility placed on the shoulders of the actual pilots. Exactly. Right. And it was the first time that I had sort of the flip side of that thought, which is that with that much power and responsibility, how vulnerable does that make the pilots? Mm hmm. And I couldn't shake the thought. And so a few days later, I was working a different trip with a different set of pilots. And I just threw out one day to the captain that I was flying with. I was like, hey, um, question. What would you do if your family was taken and you were told that if you didn't crash the plane, they would be killed? What would you do? And the look on his face terrified me because I knew that he didn't have an answer. Hmm. And I could tell that that terrified him. And that was the moment that I knew I had the makings of my first novel. Okay. Are you sure he wasn't terrified that one of his flight attendants was thinking this way on the flight? You sure this, this, was a, this wasn't a, a him problem, it was a, a you problem? I, I'm, I'm sure there was somewhere in there, but, you know, we made it through the rest of the trip without incident. That's good. That's yeah. very good. Yeah. So that's where the idea of falling comes from. Yeah. And I, I saw this uh, photograph recently. Uh, in preparation for our conversation. Is this you coming up with some of the ideas for falling on a Virgin America cocktail napkin that you would normally be serving whatever beverages have been requested by the passengers? That's is that what ex- this is? That's exactly what that is. I, I had the idea for the book and I got to work and I worked a lot of red eyes and I put the passengers to sleep and then I would write and I would write by hand in the forward galley and I would write, you know, on the back of the passenger manifest or a catering bill, or sometimes I'd grab a cocktail napkin and just scribble down a note or an idea before I lost it, before somebody, you know, 
came around the corner and asked for a Diet Coke, and I lost that good idea. Um, and that's how I cobbled together my first book, just flight after flight after flight. And then you would go, once you were done with your flight, to a hotel room or back to your home and actually get those thoughts out into prose. Exactly right. And I always think back, it's like there that first draft of that book is in trash cans at hotels all over this country, as I would, you know, take those those original notes and then put them on my computer, then throw the rest of it away. Right. Yeah. Okay. So then you finally put the book together. Then what happens? Then I didn't know what was next because I don't know anybody in publishing. I don't know how to get, you know, this book published. So I literally bought a book called The Essential Guide to Getting Your Book Published. And I read it and I followed the directions. And step one is get a literary agent. So then I discovered what you have to do to that. You send off your information, you know, sample pages, a query letter, you call it, which is basically like a pitch saying, this is my book. This is me. This is something you should want to represent. And so I have high hopes and I send out this book that I believe deeply in and 41 agents in a row reject me. Wow. 41. Yeah. Who was 42 then? 42 was my one and only yes. His name is Shane Salerno of the Story Factory. And I sent it off and... He's a he's a pretty big fish. He's a he's a big agent. Um, he's a writer himself. He's a screenwriter, yeah. and and he was a a big catch. That's why I waited till forty two to write to him because I was like, there's no way this guy would ever look at my stuff. So when I when I sent my information to him, I I scribbled down like a handwritten note that yeah. I put in with my pitch, and the note was like I don't even I don't know what the specifics were, but it was like, have I got a story for you? Type <laughs> thing like. Let me, you know, help me help you because you're going to want to represent this, which could not have been further from how I felt. I'm on rejection 42. You know, I didn't feel like this at all. But you throw Hail Marys at that point. You got nothing to lose. So I send this off and the rest is in the stars. Well, when I first tried to get on television, I was in Redding, California in the local ABC affiliate, Northern California, the Redding Chico market. Mm -hmm. And um, I wanted to be on SportsCenter. I wanted to be on ESPN. So I was doing everything that I could in my on-air style to mimic what I wanted to do on SportsCenter. And I just sent a tape to a headhunter under the same, you know, construct as you, which is like, it's first-class postage. What do I care? You know what I mean? Like, but I got to keep knocking on the doors. And I got a phone call at work one day from an agent saying they heard from a headhunter, you got to reach out to this sportscaster and i had no idea this was going on behind the scenes none it was like literally getting a call saying you've won the lottery you know like uh, or a lightning strike what where were you when you got a call from the agent like do you do you remember where you were when you got that moment where you knew you'd you caught that big fish? I do, but it was actually the third time around. My phone, I remember being at my parents' house. I went to my parents' house for dinner, and my phone rings, and yeah. it was like an unidentified L.A. number, which I assumed was like a robocall. Right. So I declined it, sent it to voicemail. And then something in the back of my mind goes, didn't I get an L.A. number a few days ago? That's weird. There's not many like L.A. number robocalls. That's strange. Right. Then I put two and two together, and I look back at the numbers, Oh, it's him. He's been trying. I've got several voicemails that I haven't seen from that agent. Oh, the my God. only agent who has shown any interest, basically. <laughs> I've now declined and sent to voicemail. He's on the pay no mind list. What yeah, the hell? Exactly. So I'm I'm freaking out. Of course, I call yeah, back. Yeah. I get his voicemail. So I leave a message. You know, we're 
I don't get them. And you must I, think you've blown it, right? At this point in time, one hundred percent. This right. is my only shot, and and I've blown it. So I, I call him. I had I, ha- I was going on a backpacking trip okay. in northern Arizona, and I was going to be out of cell service for an entire week. Oh, I was going to be in the woods, exactly. And I can't get a hold of him, so I leave him a voicemail, and I say, "Hey, it's TJ. You know, just trying to get a hold of you. Just want to let you know I'm going on this trip. If I if we don't connect, I'll circle back in a week when I'm when I'm out of the, out of the woods." So that night. My phone rings as I'm driving from the restaurant back to the hotel before we leave the next morning. Mm -hmm. And I'm with a friend of mine who's a fellow flight attendant as well, who has no idea that I've written a book. No idea that I've written. That this is a dream that you're spending your time in galleys doing this. Knows nothing. Okay. So my phone rings and I pull the car over to the shoulder of the road and we're in the woods. Like, right. It's dark. It's pitch black. And I am pulling the car over. My friend's looking around like, what is happening? Mm -hmm. And I throw it in park and I say, Okay, this is going to be really weird, (laughs) but I promise I'll explain everything, but I got to take this call. Right. She's like, okay. So I take the call. Call goes amazing. And my friend, I hang up the phone and my friend just looks at me like, what was that? And I, I turn to my friend and I go, I don't know for sure, but I think there's a very good chance that my entire life just changed. Wow. And I have. And currently, you are one of the best, best-selling authors on planet Earth, T.J. Newman. That is a fact. I am not overstating what I just said. That is amazing. Do you ever sit around going, what the hell? I pinch is- myself every day. I, I still can't believe any of this has happened. I can't believe I'm sitting here talking to you, and mm. I'm... I'm on the New York Times bestseller list, like that's on my resume now. Like that's that's insane. That's it's I'm I'm having the time of my life and it's it's really a blessing. And bidding wars now happening, uh, drowning the rescue of flight 1421 where where books can be acquired right now uh, about a plane that goes down six minutes after takeoff into the Pacific Ocean. And then what happens that you can. Just hook people in a little bit here if they Absolutely. don't already know or haven't already bought it and read it Absolutely. as of right now. It's 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 the story of the rescue of Flight 1421, a flight from Honolulu to San Francisco that, mm-hmm. as you said, crashes into the ocean six minutes after takeoff. The passengers immediately evacuate until an explosion forces those who didn't get out in time to close the doors. But it's too late. The plane floods and sinks with 12 people trapped inside, including a father and his 11-year-old daughter. So now their only hope at survival lies with an elite rescue team on the surface led by her mother mm-hmm. and his soon-to-be ex-wife. And that's the way you're hooked into it. Wow. And is this, a, this is another idea you had in the middle of uh, a red eye when you were a flight attendant. That's exactly right. I was working a flight from uh, Hawaii back to the mainland, back sure. to L.A. Uh-huh. It's a red eye. Everybody's asleep. And I'm standing in the forward galley where I wrote most of the first book. And I'm looking out, you know, the, the small porthole window mm-hmm. in the door. I'm looking out the window. And I'm looking out at nothing, right? Yeah. I mean, there's nothing out there. For miles and hours in any direction. There's no city lights. There's no civilization. There's nothing but pitch black void of water. Mm-hmm. And so the way my brain works... I start, you know, thinking, well, what if something goes wrong? What if we go down? Who's going to find us? How are they going to find us? How are they going to save us? How are we going to save ourselves? And that was sort of the launching point in which I started to discover this story. 
Now, when you're writing this, do you think of who would play these parts in a in a made for movie version of it? Do you think about that sort of stuff? I really what? don't because okay. first of all, a film deal is just such a huge privilege and such a big thing that I would never think like, well, this will someday be Understood. something. Yeah. So right. that just feels sort of weird to begin with. But also too, if I'm, I always think I need to figure out who these characters are first, right? Because right. an actor plays a character, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. So if I'm thinking about Harrison Ford, then I'm going to write Harrison Ford when really well, I that's need... when there's a president on the plane though, right? Right. Okay, exactly. Yeah. That. He's done you the whole done plane thing. Yeah. He's, done he's done it. Maybe that's why he comes to mind because... Sure. He's on. He, yeah, you picture him there. Yes. But um, so that's why I don't really envision okay. anybody. All right. So uh, and falling has you've has been already struck. You struck a deal for falling to be made into a movie. I have falling Did, is with Universal and working title and then drowning is with Warner Brothers. OK, so you've made book deals and movie deals off the book deals. I know. Unbelievable. I know. Do we know who's attached? To either of these? I'm not sure I'm allowed to say anything. Okay. Legal will come in. You know, I've signed a bunch of stuff. Okay, so. but people have been attached. Well, I'm, I'm not even sure I'm allowed to okay. say that. Wow. I'll just say. how about that? I don't want to get you in trouble. T.J. Newman <laughs> here on The Rich Eisen Show. As a matter of fact, you know, I like leaving guests who are kind enough to come in here in a better spot. And you've been in, you're clearly in a great spot in your life, but I'm trying to make it a little better. I have an idea for you okay. for another I guess aviation related book, if that's something that you were interested in, which clearly you are. The idea is you're on a flight, somebody's on a plane, okay. and the person near them takes their shoes off. And it is bad because the shoes are taken off. That's the idea. And then you can go from there. Just the shoes are off, and that is a disaster in itself. Would you agree with that? Notion or no? I would, and that is a disaster. But I do have to say, I write thrillers, and that's horror. <laughs> and so I, I'm not... I'm okay. not, I'm, I'm going to have, I'll leave that okay. to be the story you write. Bless you for that. Cause I'm bringing up much to no doubt your dismay and chagrin. And I apologize for roping you in Chris. This but is this, ridiculous. Well, what? Cause you, you, he takes his shoes off on planes. What would oh. you say to that? TJ. It's a five hour flight. Why, 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 why should I keep my shoes on? What do you think about that? I will say this. Do you walk around without your shoes no, on? It's literally just in my seat. What do you think? I, I'm not a psycho. I'm not going to the bathroom with no shoes. People on. do that. Don't they? Oh, do they ever? Now, how would would you counsel for these people? I, I to each their own, and I'm mm. not on a plane to mother anyone. But as a <laughs> flight attendant who knows what happens in those bathrooms, and, and I would advise keeping your shoes on at all points in time. Okay, so that's the horror. That's not a thriller. Okay, right. so then here's another one. I'm I'm, I'm going to keep trying here. Um, you're sitting on a plane, and the person next to you does not stop talking. I mean, does not stop talking. And do you know anybody over there who is that person? Mike, do you want to you want to you want to step Rich, up right there? I've changed. I do not talk like I used to. TJ, let sleep. me tell you something. I love that man over there. Mm-hmm. He's my audio executive. That's what he wants to be referred to as. Mm-hmm. Um, um, he doesn't stop talking on a plane. What's your two cents on that subject matter as somebody who used to work in the aviation industry? Headphones will get you everywhere. They don't have to be on. You don't have to be listening to anything. Oh, but it's like a polite a way to send move. the message of, okay. I'm in my me time now. Okay. So, But neither of these are, are book ideas is what you're saying. I'll work it into the next one. I'll figure out a way to okay. work it in there. So you're saying there's a chance. I'm saying there's a chance. <laughs> Very good. Fantastic.
Which one is worse, the foot off, the the shoes off, or the people who don't stop talking? Well, here's my question: You've thrown both of them under, under the, the bus. Under the yeah. bus. Yeah. 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 Under the plane. Hold on a second. With all due respect. Let's go. What about when someone yes. who yes. you think is your close personal friend and working partner that you've been with for over a decade, right? And they just so happen because of their socioeconomic status can sit further in front of the plane, right? What if that person then takes out their cell phone yes. and records you and tries to seat shame you even though you're sitting literally on the other side of the curtain? Where, where, how would you judge that person? Don't involve TJ in, in, in any of your, uh, what? you know, axe grinding. Do you think it's about you? <laughs> no. Oh, that's your very no. guilty conscience. Oh, yeah. yeah, this is just a hypothetical. Just, it's yeah. still yeah. a hypothetical yeah. situation. Yeah. Can, can we work that in? Would you judge that person? I think there's a lot of blame to go around <laughs> everywhere. I think everyone here has, has a fair share of the blame. Yeah. I thought you were going to go in the fact that I have to be the first on a plane. I've got to be first. Too. I've got to be the first on a plane because, you know, the overhead bin, that is that's a that's, premium real that estate. Is, that is exactly right. So I guess, uh, you know, one last. I guess striking a blow for those you used to work with, the hardworking men and women who are flight attendants every single day. What do you tell passengers about what the hell to do when they're on a plane? I mean, what do you what do you do in terms of? What would you counsel them to do to not do because it would drive a flight attendant totally nuts? What do you got for me on that front? Let's strike a blow for the people you used to work with. The thing, I'm, I mean, I feel like I could write another book, another 300-page book with that kind of information. Ah, yes. but, but a tiny little one that I can say is the headphones that I was just talking about. When mm -hmm. we come around with the beverage cart, yeah. just take the headphones out. Just take It's the smallest thing. When we approach you to ask you your drink, just take the headphones out. And address the flight attendant. That will get you everywhere. Is that right? It is. Because when you go every single row on every single flight and you say, can I get you something to drink? Mm -hmm. And the person just looks up at you and then they wait. Can I get you something to drink? And then they take them out and go, what? It's like. <sighs> Anybody else guilty good? of that here? You want to raise your hand? No? Not at all? You're not? I'm very polite. Okay. I am flight yeah. attendant friendly. Okay. Rich. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Yeah, T, by, by the way, that's TJ as well, well the Rich Eisen Show TJ. Most of the time TJ, I'm probably TJ. trying to like hit on my flight attendant, so I'm very no, attentive to this. Oh, oh, wow. I'm just being oh, honest with Straight through the front oh. door. You know, just being honest. So TJ, I, I'm, I'm I will say, he, he does hate people who recline in front of him. Oh, yeah. is that TJ? That, well, how, how tall are you? I'm 6'3". I can understand that. And I've got like a 5'2 lady in front of me who oh. wants to test the boundaries of how far back her seat yeah, but can the go. the button is there for a reason. No, it's come on. It's there man. to be pushed See, and used. But to me, yes. But also to your point, yes. And to me, the answer is as a courteous passenger, that's what I would also say to people. Remember, yes. we're all in this together. That's what I'm saying to you. <laughs> we're all in this together. So if Says, By the way, the author of Falling and Drowning, <laughs> we have gathered from your work. That everyone's in it together That's once you're in the saying. plane. We're going yes. through this. No matter how good or bad this goes, we're all in this together. So I always look behind me and see, like, is there a kid behind me? Then I'm going to recline. If it's yes. a six foot two man, then three, three, I'm TJ. Gonna... Don't don't sell me short, please. Six <laughs> sell them tall. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So then, so that's what you. I got to look behind me before I recline. It's all about courtesy, right? It's all about courtesy and respect. All right, Thank I'm going to go. So I'm, I'm going to go here one more time here. Uh -oh. I'm going to go one more. What about the armrest in a middle seat? <laughs> 
Who's who? Have you ever? By the way, have you ever been involved in adjudicating a fight over over an armrest? Over an armrest, no. Okay. But to me, I mean, that's you know, that's the short stick. If you you draw on the short straw, if you're sitting in the middle seat, so you deserve you deserve both, both arms, armrests both if arms. you want them. And the back position, right? And the back position, right? Exactly, because then you're hunched forward. If yeah. Oh, so we found common ground. We I can think all we have. On this. But didn't we talk about that on first the show come, once? First serve on the armrest. And it was no. it was. I mean, <laughs> see. See, there's no consensus. The consensus. First don't come, pick, first don't, don't get in the middle seat. Sorry. Oh. See, and this is why I write these books on planes because there is never a flight that is not without conflict. Everyone has a different opinion, but we're all in this together, and these conflicting opinions are going to go head to head. And now you got a new book idea. TJ, our last flight to New York, I oh, packed gosh. some cashews and some walnuts oh, man, in a bag, got... right? And that's the only thing I had to eat. And as I was about <laughs> to dig it out. and enjoy, I got the message that someone had a peanut allergy 100, 200 feet behind me. Could I have really killed that person is... with, my, with my cashews <laughs> hey. and my walnuts? Excuse me. We're in this hungry. together. Didn't you hear what she had to say? But I didn't this open is a best-selling author. I didn't open them. I'm just saying, could I have killed them had I decided to munch on the, the, the cashews and the walnuts? That's all. TJ, I just want to say that if, if I'm having the courtesy of being uncomfortable on my flight so that I don't put my seat in your chairs, could you be courteous enough to not send a child into anaphylactic shock? <laughs> I'm just wondering. I, I, did, I did not eat them. I did not eat them, yeah. but I'm just wondering. TJ, there if, are... if you're six foot three, <laughs> right, I didn't short you? you didn't you're six three, yeah, yeah. and you don't want me reclining. Don't put my kid into anaphylactic shock. Well, I, and I didn't. I just ask. wanted to make sure it, that it that wasn't just ask. something they were telling me so that I couldn't enjoy my, my cashews. No. That's all. It's it not is. a you problem. <laughs> it's a nut allergy problem of the child you clearly don't care about. Yeah. Well, Rich, I didn't eat them, so clearly I do. I did eat the Reese's Pieces, though, but oh. I did not eat the cashews and the walnuts. You're never right? coming back here, are you, TJ? Yeah. She I would love to, to come back here. This Fantastic. is a this is a hood. <laughs> <laughs> I'll referee this any day. <laughs> oh, drowning the rescue of flight fourteen twenty one is the latest bestseller from T J Newman. Your story is awesome. Thank you. It is awesome, and um, it is inspirational because it any anybody with a dream should follow it and never take no for an answer. Because you never know, 42 could be the number of times you got to take your swings. 0 for 41 does not matter because you can go one for one on the next at bat. Mm-hmm. So, and I have to feel that way now, having lost eight uh, eight Emmy nominations in a row. See how it made about myself? I was being giving, and now I'm making it about myself because I seat shame people who then seat shame those in a middle seat by taking the armrest because you got on first. Thanks to your friend who flies first class to get you on there. See how we're working it all together? (laughs) But your story is nonetheless very inspiring, and I'm very pleased to see your success, and I hope you do come back. Thank you so much. It really was a pleasure being here. Thank you. T.J. Newman. Check her out. T.J. underscore author. That's your Instagram? That is. What, somebody took T.J. Newman? Is that what happened? I think there's a lot of T.J. Newmans out there. You should. I mean, come on. I know. You should take it like the armrest. Take it like the armrest. (laughs) (laughs) TJ Newman here on the Rich Eisen Show. Everybody go by Drowning. It's available, and you probably see it in an airport. Just hope the flight goes better than Drowning.
Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. What's the most pissed off you made Nick Saban? Ever. Oh, when I took the sack second and 26 <laughs> in a national in championship. That game? <laughs> you mean the one that you immediately made up for with an amazing play yes, that sir. puts you on the map? <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah. That, that, that sack? Yeah. Okay. That was the sack. So um, walk me through how that, uh, how, what he said to you, if you can, in a, in a certain way on a live yeah, well, radio I, TV broadcast. I mean, I could only see it on camera, you know, um, how mad he, he was. That was probably the most pissed off, though, I, I, I think he's ever been at me. He, 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 was, he was squeezing his headset so hard. <laughs> and then, um, you know, like, it was hard because the emotion was, like, so mad to so happy, you know, so fast for him. And, you know, we got into the locker room when everything settled down. I mean, he was still still the same coach, you know, yeah. he pulled me to the side. Like, what, what were you thinking, you know? Um, so like after, you won, after you won the game mm-hmm. and you picking confetti out of your hair, he still took a moment yeah, in that being, moment to revisit yeah. that sack. Yeah, being who he is, I mean, you know, he, he pulled me to the side. And he said, you know, well, why did you take the sack? Right. You know, and I, I thought it was a good time to joke with him, you know, so I... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we won the national championship, so I told him, I told him, well, you know, we, we needed more room to throw the ball, coach. You know, and, like, he looked at me, and, like, I was laughing. He's like, that's not funny. <laughs> so, so, I mean, Come I didn't on. know what else to do in that situation. I was like, okay, I, I'm sorry, coach. So I shook his hand, and he just moved on. I was like, oh, <laughs> like, oh man. That's amazing. I wow. love that story. Yeah. That made my favorite story the whole week. So you just figured, yeah, hey. I was like, oh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
Thought it was a good time to joke, but it wasn't. Wow. Yeah, nope. It's never a good time, I guess, in that respect. <laughs> Back on the Rich Eisen Show. Mike Hill filling in for Rich Eisen on this Friday. Hanging out, uh, talking a little NFL. In the next hour, we're going to talk more NBA Finals. Jim Jackson is going to join us on the show, as well as my good friend Guy Torrey, actor and comedian. He's got a, a great documentary out, uh, Fat Tuesdays, that we're going to talk about a little bit as well. He's a huge Lakers and Rams fan. Uh, he's from St. Louis, so that's where the Rams process comes. Of course, uh, L.A. now out here. Um, I we were talking about the etiquette, you guys. When we was talking about uh, T.J. Newman was on uh, about the etiquette uh, on the plane or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And T.J. I, I have a problem with T.J. Six <laughs> three. I thought we well, was cool, but all day you've had a problem with this, me. Apparently. This T.J. Not T.J. Newman. No, no, not T.J. Newman. This, this, this our, T.J. Our T.J. Yeah, our the, T.J. The, the big black dude over there. <laughs> I got a problem with this big black 6'3 guy telling me if I pay thousands of dollars for a, a seat or whatever, because that's how much it costs these days because the gas no prices. of dollars yeah, to fly coach, on where you're going. Come on. I ain't nobody flying coach. Well, that's the problem. <laughs> now you're trying to shame me because my bank account no, is set up I, in a certain way. I, I'm not trying to shame you for your bank account, but what I'm saying is like, how come I can't lean my seat back if my seat goes back? Your beef is not with me. Your beef is with the airline. Your beef is with you buying that ticket behind me. If you go to first class, see, oh, there's see, now, like. Now, now you're going to shame me because we ain't in the same tax bracket. No, no, no. Bro, this man got a new <laughs> pair of Jordans on every day, right? Every day. A new pair of Jordans. Every I think you day. in a nice tax bracket right yeah, here. I'm not, business, any bad, right? I'm not feeling any bad. I'm not feeling bad at all for your bank account. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not feeling bad at all for your bank account, man. Yeah, bro. Don't get mad at me if I'm in your lap. If I had hair, just braid my hair. That's what you should do. Just go ahead and just get me a pen, man. <laughs> 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 no, sell you for a card of cigarettes, man. Uh, uh, NFL, man. Hey, you know, uh, <laughs> mandatory camps going on. OTAs going on. We talked yeah. to Bry- Bryce Young. Dalvin Cook officially released. I know you guys were talking about that Ooh, yesterday. Uh, did he? He said he put a, a video out. Man, his latest Instagram story post was like him scoring a touchdown and celebrating. In Miami. In Miami. This man wants to go to the Dolphins so badly. <laughs> man. Well, hey, we'll see if they get him. Now, I mean, he's, he's out there. He's out there. You know, they couldn't work out a trade, so he, he's free to go wherever free he wants agent. to. Yep. You know, the thing is, so if he wants to go to Miami, I wonder if he'd go there for the, you know, like, maybe Miami doesn't get. So I think it's foolish when you're a free agent to say where you want to go. And if oh, you yeah. want to be traded, yeah. that's one thing. Right. But when you're a free agent and you say, I want to be in a certain place, if I'm Miami, I'm like, well, we're not going to pay you what Chiefs are going to pay you or the Bills are going to pay you or somebody else. Yep. You know, hey, you want to be down here. You want to work with Tyreek. You want to work with Tua. You want to work with this offense and McDaniels. You want to be down here So in this great sunshine. And you don't have to pay state taxes. So we can give you a discount. So it's not good business. But maybe it's not about the business for him. Maybe it's just about the chance of winning maybe a championship. Not. We might see Dalvin uh, courtside tonight. <laughs> you know what right. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we might see him uh, front and center in the NBA Finals tonight. <laughs> uh, what a chance we see Messi courtside tonight. Tonight? Is he in town? Is he there yet? I don't know. Is he is he there yet? I don't know. It would be I smart. Know how the soccer season if, works. If he's in town, it would be smart for him to show up and get the love. Yeah, <sighs> Miami is the capital right capital now. Capital of the sports world. Right wow, now, Florida Panthers won uh, yep. Game Three of the Stanley Cup uh, last night. 
Obviously, the uh, Heat trying to tie things up against the uh, Denver Nuggets night, and Messi just signed in. I didn't even know they had a soccer team on there. I'm, I'm like not big in MLS. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, David Beckham is the kind of the owner of that team, and the, the deal that Messi signed reportedly gave up $1.5 billion to sign with one of the Saudi teams. And he is getting – I think it's the, – the, the deals of this contract, Messi going to Inter-Miami, he gets a portion of the revenues from Apple – Mm. He gets a portion of the revenues from kit sales from Adidas. He's also getting a possibility of ownership uh, with the club. Messi's getting his. Pay Maybe. that man his money. <laughs> That's a lot of money, man. Lot, That's lot, good. Lot, lot, so you need to be hollering at him for some first class seats, then, TJ. There you go. Ticket prices have gone up a thousand percent since uh, he showed for up soccer? on the secondary market. Yeah. Oh, like if you want to – somebody was telling me that like for a Galaxy game, like uh, one of the cheapest tickets for any other game is like $49. Right. But when Messi comes to town, it's like $400. Yep. Man. Yeah. And this is the tail end of his career. Oh, he's yeah. th- but he's, like, th- he's 35, so he's going to come over here and easily have another four or five years of playing at a high level in terms of the competition in the MLS. And so he's going to be a huge draw wow. for every city. The MLS is doing it, man. Yeah, they are. I, I will say that. that I mean, the, the, LA, LAFC is the defending champions. And, like, and their crowds are huge. Huge. Like, if you're a soccer fan, you're going to the MLS Absolutely. games. That's one thing about it. I know uh, Fox has a, a deal with them on on uh, cable as well. I think ESPN has a deal with them, too. So, yeah, you know, they're, yeah, they're making some money. Also, Apple yeah, Plus. Yeah. So, yeah. Miami also picked up 2 million Instagram followers in, like, 12 hours. 12 to 24 hours after he signed with them. Well, he's got like 400 million Instagram followers. We'll be back with uh, Guy Torrey on the other side, on the radio side. Yeah, TJ, to that point, I think I saw they picked up almost 5 million, like, overnight. Yeah, they're up to – they had 1 million before he signed. They're up to 6.8 million. Which is more than any other team in the NFL, I think. Yeah, any any. team in sports, I think. So, I think – but Messi has, like, 400 million Instagram followers, right? So, like, if you sign – when you – the great thing about being associated with somebody with a lot of Instagram followers. He has 470 million. 470 million <laughs> Instagram followers. followers. That's so, like, if you're all of us, if he retweets oh that team, if he says, I'm on this team, and he puts that tag on that team, all of a sudden, they're going to get millions of followers. Yep. And they, they have. I, I, I'm, I benefited. I think that's what I got out of my marriage. I got a lot of Instagram <laughs> followers. <laughs> At least I didn't have to pay any money this time. But this, one. <laughs> this, this time. When you, when, you, when you marry a celebrity, <laughs> all of a sudden, like, ooh, my Instagram followers went up, man. <laughs> oh, I'm over 200,000 Instagram followers. Hey, but now. she had 4 million, so um, that's cool. Anyway. Brockman, Mike got 200. 28 on Instagram, so maybe he Damn. can hook us up. Yeah, hook us up. So I think I'm at 28. It was crazy. I got 9,000 after the divorce. <laughs> <laughs> Usually I'm losing stuff hey, after the divorce. Team Mike. <laughs> and when you lose, I win. When you lose, I win. When you lose, I win. Jim Jackson talking NBA Finals and Guy Torrey, actor, comedian, coming up in the uh, final hour of the Rich Eisen Show. Mike Hill filling in for Rich Eisen, having a great time here on this Friday. We'll be right back right after this.